Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima, New York. Welcome back to the iHealth channel, the Fit and Fab channel, iHealth Radio, where do you host uh, Hurricane H. As always, new guest, new topic, and an interesting topic because you've heard the expression of uh, mind over body and uh, mindset and all that stuff. But but uh, we always think fitness is a physical element and uh, we always tend to want to be fit and look fit and all stuff. That's the Fit and Fab channel here. <laughs> but, but really, uh, we never think about our mind fitness. I mean, think about, you know, how can the mind be fit, right? And um, today, we will tackle and address that particular topic with a specialist, someone who knows this business and does this for a living, coaching, mentoring, and inspiring others to really get their mind so fit that they can live a happy life. And so without any further ado, I want to uh, you know, introduce my guest, Darcy Loma, and she is the CEO uh, of Darcy Loma Consulting and Coaching. And uh, she has tremendous uh, experience and expertise in really training people, uh, teams, corporations, and you know leadership and corporations, things like that. So she's been doing a lot of work over the years. And um, prior to that, she has a whole experience with with politics and then and, and, uh, different things, you know, campaigns, you know, and we'll talk about that in a minute. So Darcy, welcome to the show and thank you for being with us today. It's such a pleasure to be joining you. Thank you. Hey, thank you. I mean, it's your time. You know, we've been looking for this. I know we've we had to reschedule this, you know, from the summer. But listen, we're here and that's that's what matters. People actually gotta be listening and watching. And I think this topic today is important for for multiple reasons. Um, you know, we all get stressed out in life and there's so many factors that affect us, you know, period. And, uh, you know, in the business world, more than, you know, same business world, family, all the stuff, you know, the world right now gets us stressed <laughs> with everything going on. Right. And, and dealing with all this, you know, is, is important. Right. And um, uh, we're going to really address the topic of getting fit in the mind and all that. And so before we go, can you tell us a little bit about your story, your journey and what got you into this and all the good stuff you've done over the years? Absolutely. I, I spent basically 20 years of my career, the first 20 years in, in politics. So I worked for a couple of national advance teams, presidential campaigns, a governor's office, worked for a U.S. senator for 12 years. And I, I saw a lot of people not handling themselves thoughtfully including myself. I didn't always handle protesters. They were staging die-ins and, and, you know, lobbyists that were, were advocating for what they wanted. And I didn't always handle myself the best. So 
when I transitioned in 2013 from the political world, I launched my business focused on creating high-performing people and teams. That was my true passion. Um, I, I decided that that was my mission. I wanted to help people to be thoughtfully fit so that they could handle themselves thoughtfully in any situation and get better results. And then also be able to get back to doing what they do best instead of, you know, reacting impulsively in the moment and, and adding fuel to the fire and making things worse. Um, or silently stewing and then getting resentful. I, I decided that this is what I wanted to, to dedicate my life and this chapter of my life to. So I have been focused on coaching and consulting, and I do a lot of keynotes and public speaking all around developing that, that mental fitness and being able to strengthen that muscle to handle yourself thoughtfully, no matter the adversity, the conflict, the unpredictability, the challenges that life brings our way. Wow. Well, listen, we got to dive in into this. So first things first, I mean, 20 years in politics, that's got to be brutal. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've seen politicians and, and their teams working and it's it's not I mean, I have to say it's not a real good life. It's tough. I mean, they're running back. When I say good life, I mean, it's just like they they just don't have a life because they just they live the politics, and especially around the campaign time. I mean, you're just running long hours and you have to go to this lobby at this place, this uh, this caucus, whatever. You got to jump from one place, no sleep. And, and I know that's going to take a toll on everybody. And to your point. Uh, and plus you deal with all the opposition, this, that, all the different scenarios that can possibly happen in one campaign. Uh, so again, I've, I've, I've attended a few of those uh, caucuses and, uh, and, and, and campaign, campaign trails and, and it's, it's, and I've actually seen politicians at work and it's hard. And again, I think it's harder for the staff because the people that make it work are there before and after and making sure everything is in place. So that 20 years, it's got to take a toll on anyone. And so I, I, I believe that that was a good reason for you to move away and take that whole, you know, experience and, and kind of turn it around. Right. So that was a great piece of it. You were going to say something, by the way. I, I, did I did I cut you off there? You wanted to say something? No, I was just going to highlight exactly and underscore what you're saying that that it's hard being in politics. And I feel like now it's it's even exponential with the, 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 the social unrest and the protests and the Black Lives Matter and the, and the country's even more divided, mm. there's even more of a need to find that compassion for others. Uh, well, you're right. And, and, and again, these are people and, uh, you know, it's, it's run in a, it's business-like, you know, it's got its own components and, uh, and people do get stressed and it does affect the, you know, the way they behave. And you're right, sometimes they may not be able to handle uh, everybody around them correctly and you can snap at people you can have issues it, it's not it's not again you have to be careful media is out there you know everybody's watching pictures now with social media it's even worse like you can't make a move a wrong move can cost you <laughs> so I, I to be honest with you i would would not put my head in any politics i don't care what <laughs> that's not my cup of tea and i i just i gotta give them credit i mean these people are made for it and they can handle it you know to each his own as they say right <laughs> that's right <laughs> but 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 you're right i mean you can help people uh, can at least adjust and adapt and be able to to be fit to do these things and and not just politics i'm talking in general so so then you decide to go on your own 
Now that could have been at the time scary. I mean, going in business for your own is always tough. And uh, I mean, it's been a minute since you did, you made the move. You're still doing it, and it's obviously successful. You've done a great job. But but what was that transition for you? Just to 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 get people closer to your because that's important. I think to to set people up even in their mind. Oh, it was such a big transition because everybody assumed. So the senator I had been working for for 12 years announced that he was not going to seek reelection. He was retiring. Mm -hmm. And so that meant I was seeking a new job. Right. And I assumed my colleagues, my my spouse, uh, friends and family all assumed I would stay in politics. That's what I had been doing. And I hired a coach, a life coach. And she asked me a question that just blew me away and changed the trajectory of my life. She said, Darcy, if in 10 years you look back on this decision at this moment that you're about to make on what the next chapter is and you had no regrets, what would you do? And I was like, really? Oh, if I had, I could do whatever I wanted and, I, and I'd have no, I'd, I'd start my own company. I mean, it was just, it came immediate to me. Now, as soon as I said it, and I got all excited and she's like, great, let's figure it out. Let's do it. I'm like, I can't start my own business. I'm the sole breadwinner for a family of four. I need a paycheck. I need a salary. I need health insurance. I need stability. And all of that, uh, what I call inner trash talk, right? That those saboteurs started telling me all the reasons that I, that I couldn't. And so even, and then she helped me work through the, the, those obstacles and that, that trash talk that was saying, you know, you don't have your MBA. You don't know. You're not a business owner. You're not an entrepreneur. All those voices that we have. She helped me work through those obstacles. And so January 2nd, 2013 was my last day in the Senate. And January 3rd, I launched my business full time. And I'm not quite at 10 years yet, just around the corner, but I will say 100%, I have no regrets. Well, listen, first of all, you know, that question, I think anyone listening right now, you should ask yourselves that question because I think we all have to 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 really reset that, you know, and and just see what what the answer would be. And to your point, you will have every single whistle and 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 uh a voice that's going to tell you like, oh my God, that's going to be tough. Well, you can't do this. How are you going to do this? And give you 10,000 reasons why you can't succeed. And then also, if you were to share with maybe close people, they probably say, are you crazy? Your friends and your, maybe some, some of your people in your circles will probably not even see you as capable of doing that. In a way, that's actually a good thing. For me, that's a driver. <laughs> when people say you can't, I'm like, okay, let me see, let me share, <laughs> let me show you what I'm gonna be able to do here. I'm gonna do this. But 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 you did. So, but the good news is you had somebody that was able to guide you a little bit and give you some tips on how to deal with it. Now, a lot of people today may say, Well, I don't have you, your coach, right? But that's what we do in the show today, right? <laughs> We're gonna help them get get rid of those 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 you know blocks and, and hurdles and obstacles that everyone puts around the, themselves and i always say this to people and i do it in in in, in uh, social media and, and even in some of the shows you are the driver of your life you can make decisions yes is it gonna be easy no uh is it gonna be hard probably at first you gotta work through it but don't let your dream stop you. If you, and then the other part, a lot of us do jobs that we don't like. We work, 
because we need to your point make that paycheck and pay the bills get insurance yeah. but do we really like what we do uh, that's a question for everybody you have to ask that question is that something when i wake up in the morning am i happy to go to work uh if you have a regret in the morning to just get it up and you can't get up but the actual you know bad that's a problem so you have to be able to make a move and do whatever is great for you so 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 what was I know you said obstacles and you had all these questions. What was the first step you took to change that? When I launched my business? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, one of the things I did is I, I, I designed an alliance with my family and I, I told my oh, husband, you know, if I'm going to do this, he was a full-time stay-at-home dad. He took care of everything on the home front from the groceries and cooking and laundry to haircuts, dentist appointments, Girl Scout cookies. And so I said, the majority of small businesses fail within the first two years. And so I, I said, if, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in so that we hopefully can continue to pay our mortgage and our health insurance and all these things. And, um, and, and he, he agreed. And so that was one of the first things I had to do is make sure I had a solid foundation on that front to be able to launch my business. And the great news is I, 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 you know, two years in, I was flourishing to the point where I had more work than I could do. And then I had a different problem. I, I was overwhelmed and over-functioning, ended up with adrenal fatigue syndrome and so I hired a business coach at that point to help me figure out what to do. And I expanded my team. And so in 2015, I uh, expanded and brought on six coaches and hired some staff to help. And that released some of the, the pressure that I was feeling because I didn't want to, I didn't want to decrease my impact. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to keep that, but I knew that the pace I was going was, was just not sustainable. Well, well, actually, I mean, two two great points here. One is that that support system, and 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 that's important because you have to find uh, a foundation. And when you have a spouse, you have somebody that that is there. I mean, you have to be. It's a sacrifice that's going to happen, and someone's going to have to help with that. Whether you're, uh, you know, uh, single, married, doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you just need to make sure that you have that system that's going to help you. Like whatever it is, your savings somebody who's got the ability to pay the bills while you're building the business. Cause I can tell you, I've been in business as well, you know, and uh, it takes time to build anything, you know, and, and it's like a roller coaster. You got to take that first, you know, knife, and, you know, and, and just go like steep, you know, on, on an incline and then it gets smooth from there. But, but until you get to that top and then it just tumbles on the other side of the roller coaster, it is tough. Yeah. And, and without the right foundation, it's a problem. Then you're right. You had to, to either all in. I mean, there's no coming back. There's no giving up on this one. And, and if you go with the mindset, mindset that you're going to, uh, I'm not sure, is this going to be, or start having doubts? Uh, you know, the key is, it's like a plane, right? It takes off. It's going to have a, it's going to land somewhere. You're going to have to land. You're in the air. There's nothing you can do. You don't, there's no coming back to the airport, right? Same concept here. You know, you got to go up and afford it full force and there's nothing that's going to stop you as long as you have a plan and you have exactly what your vision and the mission is. Yeah. And, and so that that's important. So I think, you know, you just highlight that carefully because you did that. Now, you did state that after two years, 
it turned out to be a little overwhelming. And now that's good. That's a good problem to have in a way because now business is good. Now you have to uh, scale the business, you know, because you can't do it all. I mean, listen, I I experience it too sometimes because of the studio and things. If you don't have enough assistance, it gets a little crazy, right? And, uh, you know, it's it's important to get to a point where this is not anymore about small me. This is going to have to expand a little bit, you know, bigger. Now, as long as you financially can afford that, I mean, there's there's ways to do that correctly, but but you did again. You you had also the the the, the skill and smartness to actually hire somebody to guide you. Some people don't like to do that, and they just keep you know winging it, and it doesn't always work that way. So you want to have some guidance as to from experts that know the business and that know how to maneuver these these obstacles. But you did all the stages correctly. I mean, so, so, and again, coming from me, <laughs> you, you do this and you train people, but just listening to you right now on this side, I mean, and, and people are watching and listening right now, they can see, you know, how you went through it. And, and that could be anybody. I mean, literally any one of us uh, would probably go through those stages if we want to make a difference in our lives. Now, before we get into the details and, and then you'll, you'll take over all, all the, the expertise about the, the thoughtful, if it, you know, concept, the other part is that, People are conditioned to work for people. And, and I, I see a lot of quotes on these things and we're talking to millionaires and, and like you read about, you know, successful people. They always, you know, uh, refer to this, this expression whereby, you know, you work for people because that's the way the system is designed. But, you know, if you want to really make money and be successful, you want to work for yourself. That's, a, that's always a challenging question. Like most people are conditioned, like, right, like to your point, paycheck to paycheck. I, you know, I need security. I, you know. But but nobody that's really a millionaire is working for someone. <laughs> I don't know of anyone. And if you know someone, maybe you, can, you know, give us, you know, an insight. But I don't know. But, you know, it's usually someone who does start a business, builds a business, and then that business hires people <laughs> and, and, and it grows from there and or multiplies in multiple you know, ventures and things like that. So so that's a key element. Now, this I think what I'm talking about may hit right into the topic of today, which is how to get into that, that mindset. So you've experienced it yourself that you started sharing this with people, sharing success with people, how to be better with your business decisions and things like that. So let's talk about that. You are running well, now you go and you build the concept. This concept, first it was coaching, right? That's all but he took it to the next level with a particular focus. What was that? Uh, in, in terms of what my, my business, what, with the Correct. thoughtfully fit model. Yes. Yeah. Well, originally it started with, with you being a coach, right? Consultant. Yes. Yep. Yep. But there's, so there's, there are three buckets. There's the coaching bucket, individuals and teams coaching and organizations. And then the, 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 the consulting bucket, we do organization development, we do team assessments, team retreats, and then the speaking bucket, which is uh, training on communication, conflict, trust, leadership, and then keynote speeches. Um, and so that those buckets have been the same. When I scaled, we I brought on specifically uh, six coaches who could come in and do some coach, coaching and training in order to, you know, relieve the pressure that was on me. Excellent. And so, so, so let's talk about those buckets. And and in each and every one of them is unique in a way, right? It's 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 doing a specific, you know, job. For example, coaching teams. 
that's one thing. Coaching individuals is is a little bit different. Now you've experienced that yourself on on the on the, mm-hmm. the onset of of all your, your 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 journey, right? And and it was fruitful because here you are today. You know, you're I almost running, always you're, have a coach. Yep, and we and I hire team coaches for my team as well. But you see, that's important because people may be listening. Like, well, what's the secret formula? But this is part of it. You're doing. You're finding people to guide you, and as you build. And, and I think people can use that as a practice. What do, what do you say to that? Oh, 100%. I, I mean, I don't think anybody needs to, to hire a coach, but if you want to supercharge your results, I, you know, you look at Michael Phelps. He's going to be a talented swimmer no matter what. He's got the drive, the dedication, the physique, the DNA, but he would not have become the most decorated Olympian without a phenomenal coach. So to me, that's one of the reasons I'm always hiring and working with coaches and, and professionals is because they help me point out my blind spots and challenge me and help me identify my, my action items and, and accountability, just what I'm doing with, with my clients as well. Well, you know, spoken as a true CEO, because you're right, you know, as a leader, you do take feedback and you do work with other people to soundboard you and they give you a little bit of like, hey, is this going to because a lot of people think that you're you're the helm, you're the lead, and that's it, your decision is everything and that people do not give feedback. I mean, true, good CEOs, good leaders will always get feedback and is this going to work? Let's test it out. Let's do this. And, you know, you surround yourself with successful people that help you succeed. And, and it, it sounds exactly that you're doing exactly everything by the book and, and beyond. And you teach it, actually. You're writing the book now <laughs> on how it's done. That's awesome. So, so, so let's, let's take it to the thoughtfully fit concept. Mm-hmm. How did that come up? Yeah. And what it is, exactly. If you can and what it is. So, so Thoughtfully Fit is a leadership model, model that I developed over five years of research. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's a model. I started to notice, I mean, I've coached now thousands of hours, hundreds of clients, and started to notice that every client had similar challenges that they brought in to coaching. They all had similar problems, different details, different flavors, different players, but the essence of their challenges were all the same. So I spent five years researching and categorizing what are the core problems and the biggest hurdles. And I came up with, there's six problems that every client brings into coaching. Thoughtfully Fit is a model that has six practices that align with those six hurdles. And it's all about being able to handle yourself thoughtfully, no matter the adversity, the conflict, the challenge that you are overcoming. Because I wanted to take the work that I was doing with individual clients where they were getting great success and develop a model that others could use and you know, write the book on how people could handle themselves thoughtfully and coach themselves through whatever hurdles came their way. So, so let me pause there because I could go on and on. I'm so excited about this. And see no, 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 no. Direction you want me to go. No, no, that's perfect. Let's break that down. So let's talk about those elements, the six elements and, and, and how you took the, I guess, the example from one group and, you know, almost multiplied it and duplicated it and, and, and use all those. Because to your point, everybody almost sounds the same. We have the same problems. We got no time. We got this. We're overwhelmed. This. But then there are differences, and to your point, there's some things that happen from one group to the other, from one person to the other, and some circumstances can be personal, can be other things. So, so let's define those six, you know, elements mm-hmm. to your yeah. concept. Yeah, and so it doesn't matter what industry you're in, 
doesn't matter what your C-suite or manager or director or stay-at-home parent, the, 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 there's, there's six problems that I found clients have. Mm-hmm. And so then they align with the, the practices and principles of being physically fit. And that's what the model was developed after because I'm a triathlete. I've been just finished my 23rd season of doing triathlons. And I noticed and found when I train for triathlons and I practice, they're easier. <laughs> ah, not a huge <laughs> concept, but right? When my clients are training and practicing to handle themselves thoughtfully, when they're blindsided, when they're stressed, when they're overwhelmed, they handle those things easier. Life relationships become easier. And it's not because there isn't still conflict and adversity and challenges. It's because they know how to handle it and they've they've developed that mental muscle. And that's the, 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 the core six practices of thoughtfully fit then are aligned with the principles of, of, of physical fitness. So first, do you want me to give what those, those top six yeah. hurdles are? Please, yeah. Okay. So first, first hurdle clients would come in and say, there's so much to do, I can't even think. This is the thoughtfully fit practice of stillness, which is being able to quiet the mind. Clients were overwhelmed, over-functioning, over-committed. Second practice, is strength. Strength is all about clients will come in and say, oh God, Darcy, I'm not handling myself the way I'd like. They would, you know, have a stressful day, drive home, it's traffic. They come in, trip over the shoes, you know, and see that dinner's not ready. And all this negativity would start to spiral inside of them. And they could almost see it happening and be like, I, I'm not handling myself well. And I'm, and I'm bringing this stress in and it's having a negative impact. Strength is about being able to consciously choose how you show up in any situation. And, and, and that's sometimes a heavy lift, right? Because you are stressed and it is hard. Third obstacle, clients would come into coaching saying, I feel stuck. Stuck in a, in a project they don't know how to move forward. Stuck in relationships that are, they were finding challenging. And, and if this is the practice in Thoughtfully Fit of Endurance. And endurance is being able to overcome those obstacles to get unstuck because you can. And if imagine if you had a job where you never got stuck, you, you'd be bored. That's the definition of being a leader is having challenging situations where you're stuck. And if you have endurance, you can get through the, those obstacles to get unstuck. Those are three of the obstacles, the hurdles that are internal, where we get in our own way. And then there are three that are external in relationship with other people. So that brings us to the, the fourth hurdle where clients would come in and say, okay, Darcy, I'd be fine if only somebody else were different. <laughs> you know, if, if, if all, how can you get my boss to smile when I, when, I, when I walk in? How can I get my spouse to, to put the dishes in the dishwasher? If somebody else would change, then I could be happy. And so that's the practice in the play fit model of flexibility. Flexibility is being able to stretch to accept others just as they are and to recognize that you can't change other people. And so instead of putting all this energy into being angry that they aren't the way you think they should be or trying to get them to change, you stretch to accept them as they are and then put energy into the things you can change. That brings us to hurdle number five. Clients would come in and say, I have relationships that don't work. Mm. I'm over-functioning and I'm getting resentful 
or maybe, um, you know, I am the one that's always acquiescing and saying, oh, it's not a big deal. It's okay. I don't, I don't, I won't say anything. You lose the other person wins, or, you know, you might be the one that's the high D on the disc profile, the dominant, the bully, you win, you get your way, other person loses. Either way, it's not sustainable for the long term. It might work in the short term. And so that's the thoughtfully fit practice of balance. And balance is being able to achieve alignment in your relationships. It's, it's being able to, to balance what do you want and need with what I want and need so that we can find the win-win. And then the sixth final obstacle that clients brought into coaching is, uh, Darcy, I react poorly when blindsided. This is the practice of agility, which is being able to respond effectively instead of reacting and having this knee-jerk autopilot reaction. You know, somebody yells at you and, and confronts you in a board meeting and you're triggered and your default reaction is to yell back. Or, or maybe your default reaction is to silently stew. We all have a default. When you're thoughtfully fit, you're able to get off of autopilot in order to respond thoughtfully in the moment when you're blindsided. Wow. <laughs> well, those are some, some serious concepts here. And, and, and I'm listening to you and I'm just learning, I'm visualizing all the, 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 the obstacles here. And maybe if I've experienced any of those, not think I've, I have. <laughs> like everybody else, I think we all go through these, these stages and we all have a similar you know, experiences with, you know, in our circles, um, especially in the business world and in sometimes even in relationships, right? And it could be family, friends, spouse, it could be anything. I mean, you know, and Absolutely. everywhere. Uh, but, but you mentioned a keyword initially uh, when we talked about the, the six stages here, one of them is negativity. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so, so why is that people tend to have, you know, a, a, an incline or, or, or toward leaning towards the negativity aspect of things. I mean, a lot of people have that problem. I, I find it, you know, more common than actually positivity. And it's, it's, it's always good to be positive. And a lot of people, when you're too positive, they look at you like you have three heads, <laughs> you know, cause it's almost like the default is to be a negative. Everything is like, why? No, we can't. It's bad. You know, everybody's one. And everybody's looking at like the worst case scenario versus the best case scenario. So, so I, in your experience and since and as you do these coachings I'm, I'm sure especially in business you get a lot of that and uh you know in even personal you know relationship that's very common i think even a lifestyle people just in general they'd rather look at the bad and and, and just dwell about it versus like what i can't do like you said it i can't do anything about it let's move on <laughs> let's find out what i can do here what what's the best thing i can come out with so so in your expertise and, and, and experience and, and, and relationships with, you know, all these, these clients, have you seen a common theme why they are driving the negativity or where it's driven from? Two words. Okay. We're human. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's as simple as it gets. We're human, well, right? I mean, we, 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 we're not perfect. We're flawed. We're broken. And, and, and it's natural to, um, to, to, to think the worst case scenario, to catastrophize, to have sabotaging thoughts. Something happens, you get that, you know, uh, that, that email that's criticizing you and that first thought is what an idiot. And right, that, that's just part of our humanity. And that's in the thoughtfully fit model, this isn't about just be positive. 
this isn't about don't don't allow those thoughts because if it's like say don't 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 think about a pink elephant it just happens it's who we are and and there's a there's a range there's a continuum some people are more negative and more of a victim some people i mean you just exude positivity there is a continuum but at the bottom line at the end of the day that's just what is part of our dna so this is about being able to recognize that negativity recognize those sabotaging thoughts and then consciously choose what you're going to do next. So something happens, you get blindsided, you get you know triggered, and there's a sabotaging thought. You don't, instead of acting on it, you pause. At the core of Thoughtfully Fit are three simple steps that allow you to be able to handle yourself thoughtfully. Pause, think, act. So step one, you gotta pause. You get off of autopilot and you don't have that knee-jerk reaction. That pause gives you a moment to think. And in the think, that's where you're asking yourself some thoughtful questions. One is, is this thought serving me or sabotaging me? If it's sabotaging you, that's okay, but then don't act on it. Go vent, go for a run, talk to your therapist, journal, whatever you need to do to get rid of and process and think through that thought so that you then can say, okay, now, how do I want to respond? What's the, what's, what, what could I say in this moment that will neutralize this instead of adding fuel to the fire? And then step three is to act so that you don't on that, you know, negative thought, that sabotaging thought doesn't lead to a sabotaging action. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it's amazing because hearing you right now, it's almost like it sounds very simple. Because it is. <laughs> but the question, the problem is we are not, you know, exercising this particular concept. I think that's, I think, the issue. Because to your point, all we need is take a pose, as you stated, take a deep breath. And we hear this all the time. Take a deep breath, you know, absorb, see what's going on. Like, don't, don't overreact. Don't react immediately, right? Because the minute you start thinking, you're going to see everything, the good and the bad and the ugly, and, and you can evaluate what your next move will be. I mean, uh, I, I always, you know, relate to martial arts and, and that's a very common, you know, piece in martial arts because you get confronted. So yeah, you can fight, but what's the outcome of the fight? Yes. At the end of the day, it's either going to be hurting you, hurting somebody in jail, dead or something. It's bad outcomes. There's nothing. So the best fight is the one that didn't happen. Right. <laughs> so, so, but, but you get to that point when you realize that, you know, first of all, this guy is insulting me and uh, all right, what does that mean? It didn't take anything from me. They can say whatever they want. <laughs> They're not, as long as they didn't touch me physically, I'm not hurt. You know what I mean? So I can walk away. The second stage, now remember, now you pose, you listen to yourself and you kind of have that discussion. It's happening real time. I mean, this is like split seconds, but now you're like, oh, time out, you know, not worth it. And you take the high road and you just walk away. Uh, they might think like you're a loser, whatever. It's okay. It's no big deal. It, it's not taking, it's not like you don't own the money, right? And, and I think in the business world, it's the same way. Like, you know, you, you just, because you're right. I've seen those emails and I've seen people, you know, going crazy on, 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 on a room and a meeting. And sometimes it's very hard. Like, I mean, conflict resolution, conflict avoiding, you know, in business is big. I mean, and, and there's always some, some uh, when you're clashing with other departments and especially in leadership, you know, meetings, things like that, it gets a little crazier. Sometimes you get people that don't know how to do this and they just launch at you. And you're right. Some people start like, you know, arguing and it's back and forth. It's not professional. 
and it doesn't solve the problem, mm-hmm. you know. And and this leads me to what you mentioned on I think the the, the agility piece. Something happens, you know. You have to, to adjust. You have to adapt, but you have to be also not just like you know, auto reacting as you said. It's just like okay, if they say this, I'm going to say that. No, every situation is different because sometimes we could be wrong too, right? You know, and and again, you have to be aware. I think that's the the the, the key concept here is that people are usually not aware fully of all the different things that they can be capable of. And and you said you you just finished your triathlon, right? And and practice makes perfect. And this is the same thing in life, in business, in like we're talking positive and negativity. The more you exercise positivity, the more you get of it. The more you exercise negativity, that's all you're gonna get. It's it's believing, right? The more you do something, your mind makes it real and you start seeing only those things. And, and, and it is it is amazing because you're giving concepts that are real, that are, we all experience them, but we just don't know how to put them together. <laughs> so, so, so your formula brings that in play. Now, anyone listening to this can probably get the core. I mean, this is just a highlight. Obviously, you take them through, through the full stages. This is not happening over one session. It takes time. So what is your typical program look like for, let's say, an individual versus a team, for example? On the coaching front? On the coaching front. Yeah. Well, so if someone comes in and says, I, I, I want to train and practice to be able to be thoughtfully fit. I want to achieve my goals, whatever it might be. And I want to explore working with one of your coaches. Um, first thing we always do is have an exploratory. I mean, they would talk to my coaching coordinator and, and have a, a matching call. So the coaching coordinator would say, okay, great. Based on your personality and your style and your interests, I think you'd be great with Mike or Sharon or Ndidi. Um, and then they'd have a free exploratory session where they'd see, is there good chemistry, right? I mean, that to me is more important than anything. When you're working with a coach, you have to be able to feel safe and be able to be vulnerable and open. Um, and that is, you don't know if you have a good match and good chemistry until you have that conversation, you feel it. So then once a person says, yes, I'm in, we're moving forward. There is a, there's some pre-work that's that there's a pre-questionnaire that goes out. That is just wonderfully rich that the, you fill out and it gives you a chance to reflect on your life. Many clients come into that first um, coaching session saying, wow, I've never thought about those things. Ah, and, and it's, and it's deep and it's powerful. So, so, so you return that to the coach 48 hours prior to your initial discovery session, that initial discovery session then is where you're really doing two things. One is designing your alliance on how you're going to work together and you're training your coach on what your personality is that, you know, that's going to help you get the most out of coaching, right? Some people are more on the mother Teresa end. They just want, just, just hold the space and help me figure out what I want. Other people are more like Mr. T end. I need someone to help, to push me, to right, ask me the tough questions. And then the other part of that first session is identifying the primary focus areas that you're working on in the coaching. Like at the end of six months, we, all of our coaching contracts start at six months. The end of six months, if this was the best investment you ever made, what happened? What does success look like? And you identify then, usually it's three to five primary focus areas that you're working towards so that you have benchmarks, 
So at the end of coaching, somebody doesn't say, well, gosh, Darcy, you were, you were really nice and I enjoyed talking to you, but I, nothing changed in my life because coaching is all about creating change, positive change. And then that leads into the coaching sessions, which, you know, our firm designs it every other week. You are meeting with your coach. There's unlimited support in between email, phone, texts, and there's homework at the end of every session. There's action items that what are you going to do between now and the next session in two weeks? And it's incredibly powerful to have somebody who is there as your advocate, your sounding board, your cheerleader, just for you on your journey for, you know, growth and development and to, to reach your goals. Wow. <laughs> well, first of all, it's, it's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to, to the, the, the concept. I mean, it's rich. And, and by the way, I know there's a quiz that they, people have to take, and I think it's on, there's a link to it, right? On your website. Yeah. So, so thoughtfullyfit.com, there's a free quiz. It's like two or three minutes. And that if somebody is interested and says, I want to know of those six hurdles, which one's my biggest, which one is the biggest that I struggle with? That quiz, you take the quiz, it'll tell you which is your biggest hurdle, and then it'll give you some strategies on how to overcome it. And the, these are all the strategies that that are that are outlined in the in the book that I wrote, and they're the strategies that I use with coaching clients, and that my coaches use with clients. Um, because the the key is a lot of times people say, ah, I, I don't know where to start. That's a really simple place to start. Figure out what's your biggest hurdle and start to train for that to overcome that hurdle with the strategies. Excellent. Well, people, you know, uh, our viewers and, and listeners right now, you, you will have the description and the link. So you can take the quiz, see what, what's not working and what you'd like to improve on. And, you know, uh, self-development is great. And we always can use a new thing and learn a new thing. Right. But, but, but you said something when you have that pre uh, assignment to, to a coach, right. You have to match basically the right, you know, profile to the right, you know, candidate. Now, I'm sure people are usually reluctant to share in their weaknesses. <laughs> you know, not, not everybody is willing to say, you know what, I think I suck at what I do. <laughs> you know, people are not as, as accountable when it comes to themselves to really claim their weaknesses and say, I, you know, like we all think that we're good. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unfortunately, but that's how we all set, right? Our default is like, you know, we don't take criticism. We're not willing to share our, I mean, Sometimes people go to therapy and they say all these things to their therapist in confidentiality and all that. But at the end of the day, you, I think the listeners and anyone in the business world and, and even the personal, if you want to really make a difference and change, you have to also be willing to share, you know, all the things that are really not working for you or how you're going about things. If you leave things out, you're not going to be able to get the diagnosis correct, right? Uh, and I think that goes for like just going to medicine, right? If you go to a doctor and it's, you know, it's like, what's wrong with you? Like, I'm good. <laughs> well, they're not, they're not going to scan you with x-ray right there. I mean, they got to do lab work, but, but you can save time if you give them like, you know, key elements of what your problem is. I think that's important. So, so your experience when the coaches and you guys are devising this, this particular uh, introductory, you know, meet or, or what, whatever you call it, uh, I think you, it's just an introduction, right? Like, uh, or yeah, there's first an exploratory session just to exploratory. see, explore. and then there's that initial discovery session. Once you say, I'm in, let's do this. All right. So, 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 but that, that requires that three minutes, well, not three minutes. I think they do the whole survey, right? And they will tell you what their strengths, weaknesses, all the stuff, what they want to work on. And then you, and their personality traits, right? I mean, that's important because to your point, 
I may, you and I, we can connect. Maybe I, if, if we don't have that chemistry, as you mentioned, maybe we're not going to be able to connect them because this is going to be a long-term commitment. I mean, this is few months work, you know, uh, worth, right? So, so I think it's, it's important for that. Um, now, what are some of the common, not, not obstacles that people come to you, but like things that, for example, leaders in corporations would want to make uh, as a change in their teams and so on and so forth. Because when they hire you for, for corporations, for teams, um, I, right, you, they do. You get to, to work with global teams or just leaders, uh, like individual leaders. Absolutely. Work with teams all the time. So, so what are some of the, I guess, I, I might just guess, but I would like mm -hmm. you to tell us. Yep. You know, what are some of the elements that teams usually have uh, as problematic? Yep. And absolutely. And I'm going to answer that. Can I real quick comment on, on sure. the premise you made a moment ago um, that 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 people find it challenging to talk about their weaknesses? The, the one thing I will share with you is that if you have the right coach and that chemistry is there and the safety, I'm going to tell you, my clients, they come in, they're craving a safe place to be able to say, this is where I struggle. This is what's hard. This is what I don't know. This is, they're craving that to like take down the barriers and to be vulnerable. And I guarantee with our clients, 100% confidentiality. We don't share, not only do I not share anything with anybody about my, 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 our clients, I don't even share who my clients are. So if I, you know, if I run into somebody at the grocery store and they say, hey, Hurricane H told me you're coaching them. I'll be like, yep, it's great. <laughs> but I, I don't even, so, so that's one of the things I have found is what makes it powerful is it is a place that they can go there and let that facade down and be real. So I just wanted to highlight that. Um, if, if that's, that's important, right. that, yeah. that's important because I, I think that's a big deal because most people are afraid to, to show that they're not strong enough or they have right. weaknesses, especially if, you're in a leadership role, whatever, you know, you're invincible, but, but you're not, I mean, the true you has to come out yeah. and, and it's like, and that's, that's really the biggest deal because people are not ready sometimes to, to face that. It's like a fear. Yes. <laughs> you want to face it, but you have to be willing to, to really let it go. Like, you know, yeah. just, just find someone to talk to. And, and, and that's, that's exactly the first step. If you're willing to have other people listen, because now you're seeing a different version of what you're thinking. <laughs> Yes. What you hear from me is different from what I hear myself <laughs> saying or doing. Yeah, it is. It is. So, so thank you for letting me just share that. Um, and, and so I can, if you want, I can transition to your question about teams and, and Please, team yes. coaching. Yeah. So, you know, oftentimes I find when a, a team leader reaches out to me or a CEO or a department head or an HR leader, the, the, the presenting problem is, is not always the, the, the real problem, but oftentimes the presenting problem is something around, you know, we, 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 aren't, we aren't gelling as a team. And, and that could be all the way from people are holding back, meetings are kind of silent or stale or, you know, all the way to it's uh, dysfunctional to it's toxic. There is conflict active and the four toxins are present. And so when, when I'm doing team coaching, um, we are digging in to explore. And the first thing we do is a team assessment where everybody is uh, sharing confidentially 
how they experience the team and what the challenges are and also what they need and what they think the team needs to be able to flourish, to be high performing. And that assessment, I mirror back and give to the team as, as, as the starting point and say, here's the themes of what I've heard your challenges are and what you want. And the first thing that, that we do is just raise that team awareness. And, and I have people, and there's all sorts of fun things we do, whether it's virtual or in person, to let people share how much they agree or disagree with the themes of what I heard. Um, and that then becomes the starting point for the engagement. And you asked, what are some of the problems? It, 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 it's um, personality differences. Oh my God, my conflict, or you know, my, my colleague is this visionary big picture and they're always up in the clouds. Uh, and I, I just want to know the facts. I want to you know, do the details and analysis and get some stuff done. And there's this, this different in personality and style, or, or maybe, maybe you are focused on the, 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 the process and you want to make sure all the voices are heard and you're very nurturing and your colleague is focused on the outcome. Don't care about the process. Let's get it done. And you butt heads because we're different. And that then, if it's not addressed, is what then can create tension and conflict. And what's crazy is the highest performing teams have different styles, right? If you had a team of everybody that was visionary, you might have great ideas, but you'd never get anything done. And so it's being able to figure out how do you go from tolerating those differences or accepting those differences to actually seeing those differences as a strength and then designing your, your team around people's individual strengths. I love it. And you know, it's funny because when you said you did the assessment to, you know, with, with everybody and I, I'm pretty sure when you go back to them and say, like, these are all the things, I'm, eyes will go like big, like what? <laughs> because because I, I can just see it. I mean, I've seen it actually in real life. And, and you know, to your point, it's a very big dis discrepancy between one group to the other and one end to the other. It's almost the whole full spectrum of how people are seeing it. And, and but, but the key word is team, to your point is, we're not one person. We are different. Everybody has their own unique, you know, things that they bring to the table. It's just how to coordinate all those efforts together. I mean, when 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 you're in sports, as as a lot of you know, training modules and things like that sometimes are made with some sort of a movie clip about sports, and you can see how teams are made and how they they really conquer the world and get you know these trophies and 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 cups because they work together. Uh, and everybody's at one is fast. One is, you know, uh, you know, basketball, for example, some, someone doesn't miss a shot. The other ones are good, you know, you know, moving things, defense, offense, you, you, different things. And we can pick any type of scenario of a team. Yeah. It's not one year. It's not one style. There's different styles in that team and everybody has a piece to deliver again, operations in business, right? You got operations and they have different departments and none, none of these departments can work individually. They all are relying on each other to actually deliver the work. It doesn't matter what business you're in. So, so that's, that's a big deal. And, and I love the, the fact that you're helping people identify that and really seeing that you can do this. You, all, you have all the good ingredients. Now we just have to make it where everybody sees how to connect together without right. having a, a conflict. And I think- and that's yeah, so I was just going to say that that's another um, core problem that, that teams come in is they're existing in silos. 
So sales is only looking at sales and marketing is in segment operations. Oh. And that is creating conflict because they're existing in a vacuum in a silo and holistically, then they're not all rowing in the same direction. Darcy, I think we have a, we, we need another show just to talk about that because that's yeah, something exactly. I experience daily. <laughs> I mean, it's not when I say I experience daily. I mean, I literally I was going to do a show just about that because uh, it's really just the synergies between departments and how it all plays. And sometimes not everybody is at the same frequency. And that's that's in itself. You know, we can talk about that over and over. And it's a big deal because it creates sometimes challenges. And the bottom line is the bottom line. Right. You, we all are working when we work for companies doesn't matter there is an objective for the company you know and and every business is to grow business you're not in business not not to grow yeah. any so whatever it's service product you're selling you still got to grow that business and to do that you have to improve your processes sometimes you live in in the past many of the companies they they don't improve or catch up with times you know and they live in some some protocols that they've had a couple of years back i mean things move fast in in the business world and you have to really adapt quickly agility adaptability right all those things and you're right. So, so they, there's the silo concept. There's the ability not to catch up in the same frequency or speed. Uh, you know, I mean, we talked about Hurricane Age earlier. That's where it came from. I mean, I it came in from me moving and working in a different state where the pace was different. Uh -huh. So my pace was higher, and they, said they used to give me the nickname. Here comes Hurricane. <laughs> so, so that's how it started. So, so but that that I've seen that in real life, and and it's amazing. But you're right. It you can with the help of somebody that's outside, you know, highlight those things. I think that's the problem. We don't want to see it because we're in it. When someone comes from the outside, it's very easy to see. You can sit in a room, you know, with different leaders and you'd be like, whoa, what the hell? I mean, and I've done consulting and I've seen that actually in real life. And it's funny because when you sit in those tables and you're like, what the hell's going on here? Right now, obviously, I, I, I was doing consulting for a specific job. I wasn't a coach, so I, I had biases, but, but it's different. But you still have to deliver. And, and sometimes you do deliver, even when there's a problem and you have solutions and you give them. What I've noticed, sometimes they don't, they don't execute on them. It's like, like what's the point? <laughs> you, know, right. you know, listen, I get paid. You get paid. I mean, at the end of the day, you deliver them. Here's your formula. This is the success. This is what you need to do. But whether they apply or not, I mean, you can't push them for it, right? Uh, but but it's it's crazy. Now now the other piece is conflict of personality or personality conflict, right? I think that if there is one piece that is the biggest in all this is that because we are not focusing on the business part of it or like it's just business and we have to work together for, towards a common goal. I think we take it personal. It's power, you know, trips. It's you know, uh, this is not for me. Why will I have to do this? Why do I have to listen to this guy or this gal? You know, and that's really what it comes out to. Like, you know, who you think you are to tell me what to do? And I know this business better than you. You can't tell me. And that's what it gets lost. I mean, it's and it's not even reality of things. It's really what are we doing here? <laughs> so, so it's amazing when when you are in there, and you experiencing this. I mean, you just sit back and and just watch. <laughs> you know. When I'm when I'm doing some team coaching with a team in conflict with different personality styles. Yeah. 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 I mean, one of the things that I'm doing is helping to create a psychologically safe space for these things for awareness to, to be raised around those differences. And um, I'm, I'm oftentimes mirroring back what I'm seeing and I'm reading the emotional field. And so we'll be in a system on, you know, a, a, a team coaching session. And I'll say, you know, I'm just, I'm just noticing that there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of blaming and defensiveness here. Mm. 
what do you guys notice? Right. And they don't want to talk about it. And then I'm just naming it just, just neutral. And and, a matter of fact, I'm noticing blaming and defensiveness in the, in the team here. Well, how do you see it? And they'll kind of look at each other and be like, yeah, this is normal. This is what we do. Okay. How how does that serve you? Well, it it doesn't, it's awful. It, 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 I feel like I'm not heard. Ah, okay. So what would it feel like if you were heard? How would this team be different if you didn't have that, 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 that criticism and blaming and defensiveness so present? And so I'm not with any judgment, just helping the team to raise awareness. And I'm, and I'm coaching the team as a system, right? I'm not coaching the individual players. I'm coaching the team as a system to identify how do they want to be? What is that ideal state? What's the current state? And then what are the gaps and what do they need to do in order to get to that ideal state? Given the fact that one option is not for people to change their personality, <laughs> right? Well, well you because said you, you can't change people. You, you had to work with them for what they are. That's, that's right. That's right. Well, I mean, it's amazing because because you're 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 making you know these these analogies or at least descriptives here. But I'm I'm visualizing them literally from experiences that I've had myself in in group trainings and, and meetings and things like that. And you're right; that's exactly what happens in real life. You know, you have different feelings, and you know, but it's not serving the purpose. Coming, like I said, you are the outsider. You're coming in for the sole purpose to make a difference. But what my next question would be like, when you are doing this. I know there's always some people that are not committed. They're there just because they were told to be there. And so, so what do you do to actually highlight those people? And again, just, you know, is there anything you can share with us? Absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things is I'm designing that alliance up front with the team as I'm asking, are you interested in creating change? Hmm. Or are you here just to go through the motions? Because I have no judgment. If you're just here to go through the motions, that's fine. But then, don't waste your money, right? Do you really want to create change and do you want things to be different? If, if, if you do, then let's do this. If you don't, well then fine. Don't, don't, don't hire me. Just keep doing what you're doing. Right. So, so you have to be willing to say, I'm, I'm all in now. That's one thing so, so, to, to say I'm all in. And then it's another to be in it and to engage and not stonewall or disengage or get fearful. And, and that's where it's my job to come in and meet the team where they are. I'm not going to go from zero to hundred. I'm going to meet them where they are to be able to move the needle at a pace and in a way that they feel comfortable with. So to me, that's an agreement we have to make up front. The other thing I'll, 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 I'll ask, like if I'm doing, I do a lot of relationship coaching. So I might be coaching like two vice presidents, or I might be co- coaching two business partners. Um, and, and on the front end, we'll, we will, we will design our alliance. And I'll say, if it's a high conflict, high toxic situation, are you willing to find the solution and the way forward without blame? And, um, usually they'll agree like yeah yeah we can do that and then when blame enters a system i'll just notice it and i'll just say so i'm just noticing there's a lot of blame here we agreed up front that that you know you were going to do this without pointing the finger and saying well he doesn't do that and she doesn't do that so how do you want to move forward given that there's a lot of blame here right now 
you know, and again, I'm not judging. I'm just noticing and pointing it out and raising that awareness. And so in that moment, that's almost like a pause. And I'll sit back and say, well, I don't know how to talk about it without blaming them because they're wrong. Okay. Thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for being honest. Yeah, this is hard. And then we'll dig in as if they're willing to name that and be vulnerable enough to say they want to do it right, but they don't know how great. I can work with that. No problem. It's when they don't, you know, they, they, they don't even want to be vulnerable enough to, to, to admit that they're blaming that to me is, you know, if they, if they, that, that's where it's a different level of, of challenge. Does that make sense? It does. As a matter of fact, I'm, you know, again, I'm listening to you and I, something came to my mind. There's a, there's a book, uh, the Oz principle. Uh, it, it is about accountability and it lacks a lot in, 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 in the corporate world. For the most part, people have always a blame. It's always the other guys. It's never us. You know, it's uh, like everybody is wrong and you're right. And that's not always the case. And uh, like the concept really is above the line, below the line, <laughs> raise above the line, meaning that it, you don't have to blame, you know, it's not the others. See what's your conflict there, what's your part of it. And then, and, and that's, that's a big deal. But I think the other element you mentioned is with all this, you're doing this conflict resolution and trying to work with them, no more blame. And even if you identify, you highlight it, but then there is sometimes a sense of fear of retaliation. Yeah, you got to leave. And everything is going to be good. But now, like, I have resentment, like, you know, you, you called me out there. <laughs> and so, so is that, does that something that you have to, to mitigate for in advance? Is that something you plan for also as part of your strategy when you give, you know, some of these you know, folks uh, guidance? Well, what we're looking to do is to create a space for that resentment to be revealed. Because when somebody is silently stewing, and they're suppressing and they're not speaking their truth, that's when resentment builds. But if I come to you and I'm, and I'm angry with how you're treating me and I don't say anything for six months, I'm, you better believe I'm resentful. But if I come to you um, and you know, I feel like you've disrespected me in a meeting and I say, Hey, hurricane, can we talk? I don't know. I don't know what was happening on, on your end, but from my end, I, I really felt like you were interrupting and talking over me and, and I, I felt dis, disrespected. And I'm not sure if that was in your intention, but I'd love to talk about it. I'd love to hear what, right. And, and the resentment doesn't build then. And so when I'm working with a team or relationship, we're trying to create the space for people to say what they need to say so that they don't have that urge to retaliate so that they can just be in a place of curiosity and a, and a, and a vulnerability and sharing what their experience is. Right, so I'm listening to you and I have to say, just, just from this, the way you just broke that down, I can guarantee that when, when, when you're part of that, that crew and you put in the stuff in place, I, I would be very amazed that that the conflict is not resolved and that these people cannot work again as a team. There is no way for it because you are sending them for success and you're really highlighting the real reasons why they're not cooperating and partnering and sinking. And, and, and I, I mean, I'm listening to you. I'm smiling because I, I, I know exactly what you what you're doing, but the way you do it is almost like, you know, it's smooth and, and you it's not it's not um, aggressive. It's very easy. It's not pointing the finger. It's like, hey. And but that's the other thing. It's like being able to address that in a way that is like, oh, I can absorb that. I can take it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because yeah. relationships are hard. 
of course there's contempt and stonewalling and anger and resentment. Relationships are hard. Communicating is hard. Saying to somebody, hey, Hurricane, I felt bad when you did that. That's not the norm, right? That is not the norm. So when I come in and work with a team, I am not coming from a place of let me tell you what you're doing wrong. I'm not coming in from a place of, of, of judging. I'm coming in from a place of let's create a space for some of these things to be revealed so that we can address them. Because none of us are perfect. We're flawed. We're broken. And if we can raise up the compassion and raise up the positivity in that system, right? Um, boy, let me tell you, conflict gets resolved. It's why I love what I do, because we do get to a place where that team is high functioning, where there is trust that is rebuilt, where there is positive communication, where there's healthy conflict and respectful conflict. Yeah, and you people can, you know, listen, we can agree to disagree. It's okay. We don't have to see eye to eye all the time. And, you know, but at the end of the day, as long as it serves the purpose of the company and, and everything, and it doesn't affect the team morale and all that, that's all that matters. But, but you're right. I mean, I'm just listening to you and I'm just getting that nice positive vibe that, you know what, it will get resolved. You will highlight to a level where there's no way for us to even question it anymore, because like we get, first of all, we're going to see what's wrong because sometimes that's the other yes. point. You don't see it. Then we will be identifying who is in the mix, you know, that needs to get a little bit more flexible then because sometimes it's one person that is literally on the tangent and <laughs> very extreme and the other one on the other side so it's all there uh so so i know we're getting into the time frame here but yes. i wanted to ask you about your book uh, you know so so what's the name of the book is it thoughtfully, uh, thoughtfully fit? fit yep okay. your training plan for life and business success all right and it's available of course on amazon the website amazon uh, audible yeah anywhere you name it Okay, good, good, good. So, so it is the same concept, you know, there's nothing additional in there that we haven't covered. Um, it is thoughtfully fit. It's the six hurdles. It's the strategies of how to overcome those hurdles. And it's a hybrid leadership book with a memoir of, of the story of, and I know this is, we're, we were, as we're ending, I'm going to throw this big bombshell, but Go for it. it's through the story of when my husband was arrested five years ago for sexual assault of a minor he had met online. Um, he was a full-time stay-at-home dad to our two daughters. He was arrested, 50 police cars, SWAT team, media. It was, it was horrendous. Um, he was taken away. He never came home. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison. And it's, the book is my journey and my story um, woven throughout on how I overcame the, the worst nightmare, the biggest obstacles, the, 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 most, the, the most unbelievable challenge I had ever encountered. I mean, it wasn't even a nightmare. I'd never had a nightmare that bad. Um, and then, you know, sharing how these principles helped me navigate those huge problems and obstacles. Wow. <laughs> I just, just, I mean, that is unbelievable. And it's crazy. Uh, wow. It was crazy. I mean, listen, you, and I'm sure the media, like you mentioned, that's, that's a big deal to deal with. I mean, uh, first of all, it, listen, you made it, you're doing good. You, you were able to, to overcome it. And again, use some of your own, you know, techniques that, you know, you used in practice and, and used right. them on your own case. And uh, wow. I mean, 
Listen, folks, you listen, you're watching. Things can happen to any one of us any given day. And uh, it's how you deal with them, you know, and uh, sometimes having the right tools uh, makes a difference and, and having, you know, the ability to, to deal with them because some people go crazy. They do stupid things and, you know, 100%. Be, yeah, I drugs mean, and could be anything, you know, right. lose their livelihood. Yeah, we don't control what happens and there will be more pandemics, cancer diagnosis, layoffs, getting fired, conflict with your with your neighbor, your colleague. That's that's certain. We don't control what happens, but we always control what happens next, how we respond to that. And and how we respond determines whether we falter or flourish. Period. Love it. That's what you said. You got to stop, think and take action. That's right. right. Yep. So Pause forever. think act. It's 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 really it works for every scenario. You just you just have to apply that rule, you know, first before you can start getting crazy and before you make you know you know rush decisions. Yeah. And, and and you're right. A lot of people sometimes they don't know how to handle you know uh, conflict in life and things. To, again, uh, we talk. You mentioned pandemic. I mean, the last two years have been very very crazy around the world, and and they still are. I mean, we we're not even out of this thing yet. But yeah. a lot of people, you know potentially did not know well how to deal with it you know well enough and even today we have people we hear stories all the time yeah. and it, it and again any one of us in any given moment you know something can happen to us there's nothing we can do about it the only thing is how to to deal with it after the fact and when you don't know how to do it we don't know how to manage it that becomes a problem but but you have effective solutions effective means and and, and really i mean mental agility, as you said, mental thoughtfulness and, you know, fitness is a core element here. I mean, your mind is just as powerful uh, and it should be trained as, as it should, you know, and, and you have to give it enough practice so you can be ready for any, any right. calamity that can hit you on any given day. And, and, and frankly, you know, we, we're never going to be hundred percent like, you know, it's, we think life is secure and we're going to be good. Nothing's going to happen until we're out, but that, not, not necessarily not going to be the case. And the way it looks in this world, it's just going to get probably worse. So just be always ready that you have to handle it better. And to your point, to find the positivity and, and find a way out. Listen, first of all, thank you for sharing. That's personal. And, uh, you know, that's big. And uh, but I think it's, it's a great lesson for us, me and everybody listening that, you know what, you might be faced by some serious, you know, element in life. And it's just you got to do better. You got to figure out a way out of it without, you know, hurting yourself or your, your family or your, your livelihood, whatever. You're still successful. You're still doing it. And, you know, uh, you, you're, you're, you know, you, you preach and you, you talk the talk and you walk the walk, as they say. Right? Thank you so, so much. So, so that's truly appreciated. So, well, listen, Darcy, I mean, we've exceeded a little bit the time, but you know what? I, I had a great time and, and, um, You've covered a lot of good angles here and, uh, you know, from, from the business perspective and some of these concepts can be applied in life too. And you shared yeah. it yourself. I mean, you were a true live example. And, uh, you know, I think for everyone listening, this is, this is great. And, you know, from a business perspective, anyone in business that wants to have some resources, you know, to see, you know, cause I know every company will probably need some sort of element of intervention at any given time. You know, we try to do our best as, you know, in leadership, but, but, or even in, in, in any level, actually, that for that matter, because conflict happens all the time. But, but, you know, please check out the website, Thoughtfully Fit, and, you know, reach out to Darcy, uh, you know, great resources, great opportunity. And you do this, obviously, virtual. Uh, you have also ability to do in person, I'm assuming. 
Absolutely. Just started going back in person, you know, in the last uh, probably month. And now we've got a lot of hybrid, uh, um, still doing a lot of virtual. But now as the vaccine and the boosters are starting to take off, more and more people are starting to feel comfortable getting back in person. And, and there's no limit in, in space and, 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 and regions, right? You can go anywhere. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, from, from a Zoom, we can be all over the world, but I think for right. personal also, right? And, right? and you do this only in the U.S. or you have, you know, potential I, I focus, my business is focused in the U.S., yep. If, if somebody from Canada, other places has a near, you know, opportunity, would that oh, be open? yes, I love Canada. <laughs> well, I mean, the reason... I love to travel. I mean, that's not a problem. We just have focused our marketing and our outreach in primarily in the U.S. And the only reason I'm asking because we have audiences from all over the world. So some places, oh. in some countries, some people may be like, hey, 100%. I would like to learn more. So, yeah. And I we do I do a lot of individual coaching with people all over the world. I mean, by virtual there, I've got clients all in Europe, all over. Um, so 100 percent. And that's one of the things with COVID that has expanded just because the reality is people are more comfortable doing virtual. Yeah, listen, we're doing this, right? That's right. We're doing <laughs> it's work, this. It's working, right? So, but yeah, I mean, thank you because I, you know, again, I just like to highlight for everybody that the opportunity is available. So it's not limited. And, uh, you know, again, the purpose is really to share resources with people and this That's is awesome. a great resource. So thank you for being out there, for doing what you're doing. And, uh, you know, also for really enlightening, you know, people's lives, because I think that changes, you know, if you're happy, at work, if you're happy in person, you're just a better person. And that's the bottom line. So we want people to be healthier physically, mentally, you know, and spiritually. So thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, I, it's a pleasure to be here. You are so like your curiosity and connection and presence are, are phenomenal in your energy. So thank you for having me. Coming from your Darsh, I'll take it. So <laughs> thank you. Well, well, I just, just before we, we part, you know, can you just give us a, a couple of words of wisdom that, you know, just want to leave people with? Absolutely. I mean, right now I'll say, just like if you want to have a strong physical core, you're not going to do 20 sit-ups once a month. You have to train and practice and be consistent. So right now, when you're done listening, I guarantee that your day will present you an opportunity to practice engaging your thoughtfully fit core. So when that person cuts you off, you know, in the parking lot, when you get that email, I want you to right now today, pause, practice the pause and then think, give your chance, yourself the chance to, to, to ask yourself, okay, what do I control here? What are my choices? How do I wanna show up in this moment? And then act thoughtfully. And the more you do that, the more that becomes your new autopilot and that mental muscle and you being able to choose how you show up and to show up thoughtfully, the easier that gets. That's it. <laughs> that's the advice of the day. And I think that's advice for life for anyone watching, listening. You know, this is this is if anything that you will leave with this and that will be that concept, that will be a great concept to have in life and apply. So, Darcy, thank you so much for the time and uh, for everything you gave us here and your the, the, the site and the description for the book and everything will be available on the, the show's description. So. Um, folks, thank you for watching, for listening, for uh, tuning always to the IHL channel, IHL Radio. Uh, your host, Hurricane H, here with Darcy. Thank you, and we'll talk soon at the next show, next guest, next topic. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.